You are listening to Western Iowa's information leader, KCIM. I'm Nathan Cones here with your midday news for Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. The first week of the 2024 Iowa legislative session wrapped up last Friday, and District 11 Representative Brian Best of Glidden is back to releasing his weekly recaps of the legislature's activities. Governor Kim Reynolds unveiled key elements of her agenda for the state during last week's Condition of the State, addressing fiscal matters, education, mental health, and more. According to Best, the Iowa Department of Transportation is proposed to receive a $5.8 million increase in highway operations and equipment replacement funding for its fiscal year 2025 budgets. Reynolds aims to expedite income tax cuts, lowering the rate to 3.65% retroactively to this year and further to 3.5% by January 1st of 2025. The unemployment tax on businesses is set to decrease by approximately 40% as the Unemployment Trust Fund currently has a balance of $1.8 billion, a surplus. Property tax reductions for child care providers are also proposed. The Governor's Work-Based Learning, or WBL, plan focuses on sustaining WBL programs and aligning last-dollar scholar programs with WBL experiences and high-demand careers. The legislature is also keying in on improving youth mental health services in Iowa, Reynolds also outlined a teacher pay proposal aiming for a 50% increase in starting pay to $50,000 and a minimum salary of $62,000 for experienced teachers. The legislature is also pursuing Reynolds's suggestion to eliminate 111 redundant or obsolete boards for government efficiency. Legislative sessions move quickly, and Friday, January 16th, already marks the final day for individual senators and representatives to submit requests for bills and join resolution drafts to the Legislative Services Agency. Uh, after this coming Friday is really when the legislation, uh, the legislative session gets rolling, and you'll start to get a look at what bills, proposed bills, are going to be looking like. Elsewhere, statistics from the 2023 calendar year show the city of Carroll's crime rate remains well below national figures. According to Police Chief Brad Burke, data is classified by the type of interaction, from traffic citations and shoplifting to burglaries and thefts. Burke says nothing really stands out from the 2023 stats. Pretty consistent, again, from the last couple years. Last 10 years, of course, you see some changes in there, but even just last couple years, not much change. In 2023, the Carroll Police Department had just over 8,600 calls or interactions. Approximately 43.5% of them were traffic citations and warnings. The next most common crime was theft with 224 reported instances. 14 of those were thefts from vehicles, and Burke says they plan to put an added emphasis on them in 2024. We started doing this back in 2018. We had a string of thefts from vehicles at that point, so we started changing the way we logged those. And we only had 14, pretty low number for thefts from vehicles, but really it could be zero. We don't have people that are breaking windows to get into cars or just open and unlock car doors. So big thing is just lock your car, prevent yourself from being a victim. And I know there's a lot of people that didn't report these to when they got their car broken into and are happening, but these are the ones that we do have. And big thing is just lock your car, it won't happen. Burke adds it can be difficult for law enforcement to close those cases, but the rising prevalence of video doorbells often helps identify potential suspects. A few years ago, the department started a voluntary registry for homeowners to let police know they have such equipment around their properties. Burke encourages people to get signed up for that if you're interested. And we're just keeping a list is really what we're doing. So that way we know if there is a incident in the 900 block of North Main Street, we can check our list. Okay, in this two block radius, we know there's 15 cameras that we can go check with these people. So if someone does want to have their name on the list, uh, give us a call at the office or, or get a hold of Alex Cleaver. He's our detective. He keeps that list up to date. 
and we'll then we'll know where they're at. People don't sometimes don't want us to know too, and that's fine. We we understand and respect that. Mental health calls remain a concern for the Carroll Police Department as the number of interactions rose from just 15 in 2013 to 58 in 2023. While these situations are often resolved, they typically take up a significant amount of time for an officer that could be focused on other law enforcement tasks. Burke notes violent crimes such as robbery, kidnapping, or felony assaults are very rare occurrences in Carroll, and he is optimistic that won't be changing anytime soon. Burke made his comments Wednesday morning on KCIM. That full interview is included with this story on our website. And speaking of crime, the Audubon County Crime Stoppers invite residents to join them this weekend for the organization's annual fundraiser. From 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Saturday, January 20th, the group will serve soups in the Memorial Building in Audubon with proceeds going to benefit the county's Crime Stoppers Fund. Adults can eat for $10 each, while kids 12 years old and under get in free with a paid adult. The menu includes chili, oyster, and vegetable beef soups, sandwiches, dessert bars, and drinks. Takeout options are also available that evening. McGruff the Crime Dog will be making an appearance at this year's program, and Joe Bean with Leon and Judy Johnson will be providing the entertainment. And we do need to step away here for just a moment. We'll be right back. More news on the way after this on KCIM. Landis is excited to introduce Acre Edge, a lineup of cutting-edge agronomy product solutions for the farmer of tomorrow. To celebrate, Landis is giving away $100,000 worth of prizes in the Acre Edge of your seed sweepstakes. Visit AcreEdge.com to sign up or call the Landis Grow Solutions Center at 515-800-GROW. That's 515-800-4769 to learn how Acre Edge will give your crops the edge against anything Mother Nature throws at them. No purchase necessary, some minimum requirements to enter. Tune in every Friday morning and afternoon for Night News. It gives you a look at what's new each week at the Kemper Catholic Schools. Tune in for Night News right here. Brought to you by Haley Equipment and Home Care and Career Options. Go Night! Welcome back to KCIM's Midday News. I'm Nathan Cones reporting. Iowa Secretary of Agriculture Mike Neg has announced the launch of a new Choose Iowa Dairy Innovation Grant program, an initiative to promote on-farm dairy processing, reduce farm labor costs, and increase the availability of Iowa dairy products for consumers. The program, authorized during the 2023 legislative session, has an initial budget of $750,000 for its first year. The grants are designed to assist smaller dairies and farmers by providing matching funds of up to $100,000 per project. It aligns with the success of other Iowa cost share grant programs, such as the Choose Iowa Value Added Grant and the Butchery Innovation and Revitalization Program, all aimed at enhancing local food availability and processing capacity. Applications are open to Iowa-based dairies with fewer than 50 employees, with eligible projects including investments in pasteurization equipment, processing vats, robotic technology, and more. The application deadline is February 9th, with grant recipients set to be announced in March. Additional details, including application materials, can be found included with this story on our website. When it's ridiculously cold outside or the deep snow prevents us from doing things we enjoy, Iowans may find themselves scrolling on their phones. That can create work-life balance issues because many of us are connected to our jobs through our devices. Amber Sherman, a licensed clinical social worker in Iowa, says we all need to learn to log out and get away from work especially on those snow days. That dedicated time to totally unplug and not be answering emails and logged into things like Teams and Slack and all of this stuff, it's important to log off from time to time and get that respite and kind of mind break. Um, so I encourage all the people that I work with really to take that time for themselves so they have enough left over for their family and the rest of their life. 
Even when we take vacations, some of us stay connected to work, and she says that can be unhealthy. Make sure that your time off is actually time off and that you resist that urge to, oh, I can be reached by my cell phone and I'll be checking email occasionally. Like, I really encourage people to resist that if they possibly can because being able to disconnect and renew yourself is super important for a balanced life. People in certain jobs, such as the healthcare profession, might find it hard to break the habit and disconnect. Because we're helpers, right? Like we want to take care of people. There's also mission behind the work that we do. Um, it's not just a job that you go to to pay your bills. It's something that you really believe in. And so it all makes sense why we would have trouble with logging out, taking time for ourselves. It's something of a misnomer to talk about one's work-life balance, she says, as it really should be a life-work balance. It's great to have a mission and it's wonderful to be very engaged in your job, but the scale should really tip toward the rest of my life. That identity, a lot of people struggle when their identity is so tied to what they're doing for their job. And then what happens if that changes or shifts and you have, you know, a big event where you have to do something different. That's a big deal. Sherman is manager of the Employee Assistance Program at Gunderson Health System in Northeast Iowa. And a 5,500-acre nonprofit land trust is celebrating 20 years in the making this year, uh, which, by the way, is one of the largest uh, land gifts in Iowa history. Located just outside of Coon Rapids, White Rock Conservancy has been a leader in Iowa land conservation, sustainable farming, and providing recreational educational programs. With over 40 miles of trails, camping sites, river access, and a stargazing field, the land donation from the Gars family has been enjoyed by many over the decades, and the organization wants to celebrate everything accomplished. In honor of their big year, White Rock Conservancy created an adventure guide titled 20 Adventures for 20 Years to help the public's experience White Rock's breathtaking and diverse landscapes. Throughout this year, participants will follow various tasks, take pictures of their adventures, and get a stamp of completion for partaking in the activity. The completed adventure look book can be turned in to the Burr Oak Visitor Center for a free White Rock t-shirt while supplies last. Guidebooks can be picked up at the Burr Oak Visitor Center or printed off online using the website whiterockconservancy.org. In addition to that guidebook, White Rock will also be hosting special events throughout the year, planning for at least one event a month to help celebrate that 20-year milestone. To stay up to date with the White Rock events, follow the Facebook page or check the updates on their website. That is going to wrap up your news. I'm Nathan Cohns reporting.